Hello, Dre. Hi, Peter. Are you having the greatest night? I am having a swell night. Would you would you say that that you had a great night before, and maybe this is volume two? <sighs> but this week we are talking about Weird Al Yankovic's Greatest Hits, Volume Two, from nineteen ninety four. I know you know something about Weird Al. Yes, I knew who he was or is, and I knew he made music for laughter. Music for laughter. Comedy. Comedy. Jokes. All right. Do you know how long he's been at this? Far longer than I think. Weird Al released his first album in 1983. He was releasing music earlier than that. He was submitting recordings of himself doing his own songs to Dr. Demento of the Dr. Demento show. We talked earlier in a previous episode about since he was a teenager. I was just thinking, all right, kids, that's your sign to keep See? chasing your dreams. Never right. give up. Just the, the brief bio grew up in Linwood, California. It was like valedictorian of his high school. It's like 16. He went on to, I think it's Cal Poly. Uh, to study architecture. When he got his contract with Scotty Brothers Records, it was for something absolutely, in, like some absolutely insane number of albums. I don't remember the specific number. It started with his debut album, Weird Al Yankovic, self-titled in 1983. And the contract that he was working under didn't end until he released Mandatory Fun in 2014 i didn't know he had so many he's been going a long time so greatest hits volume two released in 1994 there's some overlap with with the albums it covers versus volume one for the most part it covers releases from dare to be stupid from 1985 uh through polka party in 1986 even worse in 1988 uhf in 1989 off the deep end in 1992 and Alapalooza in 1993. The mm-hmm. month before this, his, com- his record company also released a big box set called Permanent Record. And Al in- basically insisted that this compilation be released shortly after because Permanent Record was kind of pricey. as like four CDs plus bonus materials. And he wanted something out there that a regular fan could actually afford to buy. And considering that a lot of his regular fans are teenagers without a ton of money to spare, at least at the time, I think that was a good idea. The lead track on this album was recorded specifically for that box set, Headline News. So, what'd you think? It was Weird Al Yankovic. Not all of the stuff on here is parody. Some of it's original work. And of course, it's designed to be humorous. Did you? Did you? giggle did you chuckle did you laugh out loud did you like oh my god that's so stupid there was more like just "Mm, that's interesting and that's kind of cute but that was really it I just I I thought that maybe okay so at first I'm like I'm gonna hate it mm, I'm not a fan but then it's like oh maybe and then no it's still a no then oh maybe no no it's still a no maybe no that's that's so, how it went. So you're kind of going through it, going eh, whatever, and then occasionally, yeah, and then as you played played along, it it did it grow on you just a little bit. 
it became digestible. Like now I can take it in and not feel like I want to break something. So it's all right. Like if I had to pick a favorite, it would be you don't love me anymore. But that's because I'm violent and that was violent. And so we on the same page. That was nice. Achy Breaky song. I giggled because I thought of you. Why does Achy Breaky's song specifically remind you of me? Because you said you hated the Achy Breaky art. <laughs> It probably won't surprise you that th- that is my least favorite track on the album. Of course, it sounds just like it. <laughs> because, yes, it sounds just like Achy Breaky Heart. By the way, recognizing that Achy Breaky song was perhaps a little bit mean-spirited, Al decided to donate any money he earned from that song to charity. Oh, that's nice. I had heard that one before, though, like once. What wasn't familiar to you, either as an original or otherwise? Achy Breaky Song is probably the only one that I knew where I was like, I've heard that before, for sure. Mm -hmm. The rest of it, mm -mm. but I used to always immediately change the channel or the station or go away whenever I knew he was coming on. After I heard Eat It and Achy Breaky Song, I was like, you know what? I'm out. And then I saw him on TV once and I was like, oh, no. Nope. No, 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 no. I'm out. So I originally bought this album probably very shortly after it came out. I bought it because I couldn't afford the big permanent record set. Although he tends to, at least lately, stay away from specifically contemporary topics in his music. He tries, you know, kind of aims more toward things that are going to be funny more than five months from now. Headline News, the lead single here, is very much a product of its time, at least as far as the topics it covers. Didn't he get in trouble for one of his songs, though? Like, or no, I, just, I don't know. Did he go too far, say something too soon? Yeah, there have occasionally been like small niggling issues, although Weird Al has a very clear right to parody. He still goes out of the way to get explicit permission from, a, from the original artists to do it even though he does not have to. And if an artist says, please don't do this, he just like, okay. Well, that's polite of him. There have been a couple issues where he had gotten permission like from management. And then later on, the artist comes back and says, no, I never said that. Coolio famously turned out not to be so Coolio about Amish Paradise. That's what I was thinking of. When Al did a parody of an Eminem track, Uh, lose yourself the track itself was okay and then he was in the process of of filming a music video for it and then Eminem came back said no you can't do a video or like later on this more a little more recent when he did something for Lady Gaga's Born This Way apparently her representatives were making Al jump through a lot more hoops to to get approval well and then eventually Lady Gaga apparently finds out about all this going on it's like what are you doing? Just let him do it. Never let it be said that Lady Gaga doesn't appreciate art. Okay. So you're a fan. I am what you would call a close personal friend of Al. Yes. <laughs> Is yeah, that what he his, calls his, his fans? The fan club was called Close Personal Friends of Al. Oh, geez. So you actually joined it? No, I didn't. I Oh. I was, while it was active, it was, it was a fan run fan club. And oh, okay. While it was active, I was 
too young and didn't have any money. So, <laughs> but big fans generally refer to themselves as close personal friends of Al. Part of the thing that I, I love about Al is that his, his standard vocal range is not that far off from my own. So I can usually sing along pretty well. Wait, that I might have to hear. Oh, so is this in your playlist, like your playlist a lot? You mean this album? Or him, or this album. I have got more than enough Al that even if I just put my whole collection on random, he's going to pop up sooner or later. So that means sooner or later I will hear you sing him. Kind of like Frank, since we've talked about Frank Zappa recently too. I'm recognizing a pattern here. And what's that pattern? You are a goofball and it's reflected in your music. I don't see a problem, do you? (laughs) No, just an observation. There are lots of tracks that he's produced at least for parodies that I just recognize a lot more than I do the originals that he's parodying. That's a shame. Because I recognize a lot of the originals here. It was funny though. I played this and the moment that one of the guys walked in, he's like, you're listening to Weird Al? He's like, oh my God, I'm going to have a headache. You have fun and left the room. And then my son came in when Bedrock Anthem was playing. He's like, who's that? And I was like, oh, no, this is totally up your alley. You were such a dork. But I shared it to him. And he was really excited. This includes what I think is the first track he recorded for a motion picture, which is This Is The Life, which was released on his 1985 album, Dare To Be Stupid, but was recorded specifically for the film Johnny Dangerously with Michael Keaton. All right. Well, anyway... My big problem with this with this album, it's not a problem in the sense that it makes this unlistenable to me. My big problem is that every track I hear, apart from headline news, I expect to hear it in the context of the album it was released on. Oh, that's... Stop it. And I know. <laughs> that's dumb. I get it. I get that, but because this, I don't, so whatever. You know, it's like, except for like, well, the, the last track, Christmas at Ground Zero, I can't, I can't think of anything coming after it because it was also the last track on Polka Party. So nothing comes after it. Maybe it means it's a good ending. Yes, absolutely it is. And it's kind of apocalyptic in ways anyway. So <laughs> as soon as he goes dark, he ends it all. But you know, huh. if, I, if I get to like Yoda, you know, from the Dare to be Stupid album, I expect that One More Minute will come before it and George of the Jungle will come after it. It like messes with my brain to hear it in this order, to hear Polka Your Eyes Out come before it and to hear Christmas at Ground Zero come after it. Polka Your Eyes Out. And see, and that is, and that's just because I have listened to these albums so much. That's like my brain goes on autoplay. Oh, well, I guess I have artists like that. So, man, it's it's serious for you. Sometimes things are so ingrained in your brain that anything changing just feels weird. We already know that Aggy Breaky song is a low light on this for you. Was there anything you particularly did like? I thought Bedrock Anthem was cute with the whole, you know, Flintstones thing. And you know, I love the violence if you don't love me anymore. Smells, smells like Nirvana. I just like it because I like the song. So I really don't care what he said. Believe it or not, I did not like the Aggy Breaky song because his voice annoys me. It's just about the voice. Yeah, because I like Aggy Breaky Heart. <laughs> And I, I don't. Huh. Aki Breaky song, by the way, was, is unsurprisingly one of the few songs 
probably the only song L has ever done that has gotten significant airplay on country country music radio. I mean, it's true. For I mean, him. it makes sense. <laughs> as much as I listen to this, my brain wants to wipe it from my head. It really does. So really all I have. Okay, I guess it's, it's understand. Not everybody can be as can have as refined a taste as I do. I accept that Al is not for everybody. You look so irritated. <laughs> no, actually, I'm laughing. Because I'm struggling? Yes, actually. Okay, when I listen to it, I'm like, oh, it's not that bad. And I'm like, yes, it is. And so I had this argument with myself every time this album played, and it played on repeat for so long as I've been doing so much stuff today. And it's just a lot of, why is this happening to me? But I did think I tried to stay positive. I really did. And I'm like, you know, he made this for a specific subset of people. Unfortunately, a lot of the interactions that I've had with people that I know would like this music has not been positive. So, you know, let's erase it. Well, except with me, of course. I know, which is amazing. (laughs) Somehow, our friendship has survived this long. (laughs) You made it. You slipped through the cracks. I don't know. You caught me on a nice day. I'm just kidding. I love you. And it's like, I try to listen to it for the music's quality. Nope, 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 well, nope. And here's the thing. Ah. Is, here's the thing about the, about the music is, first of all, he's had basically the same band the entire time. Basically from the beginning has been John Bermuda Schwartz on drums and Steve J on bass and Jim West on guitar. Is that his real name? Who? John Bermuda Schwartz. It's John Schwartz. Okay. But Bermuda <laughs> Bermuda fits so well with Schwartz because it sounds like Schwartz. But yes, every time he's introduced, it's John Bermuda Schwartz. Oh. Also touring with him on keyboards for a very long time was Ruben Valtiera. And he has at he at some point got added as a permanent member of the band. The same group of guys doing it for so long. And they are so good at playing just about anything as far as just the music goes. Yeah, they did all that. I'm just... <sighs> I mean, when you get to like the polkas, there's usually there's usually a couple specialty instruments thrown in. You know, you've got, you know, the, a clarinet or a trumpet or a trombone or a tuba. He's got a regular go to guy that is a manualist. And manualist in musical terms means guys who make who make noises with their hands, like the fart noises. Oh, that was the worst part. <laughs> For things that require specialty things, he's actually got go-to guys that he works with when he needs those sorts of sounds. Some notable exceptions here. When you hear Money for Nothing slash Beverly Hillbillies, on guitar is not Jim West like you might normally. It's actually Mark Knopfler of Dire Straits. So it is the original guitarist from the original song performing here that's pretty dope which brings me to an idea let me know if you think this is worthwhile because it's totally worthwhile and i need you to to tell me that it is (laughs) is what i want to see is in our last episode we talked about that tribute album to to john lennon that just Mm -hmm. went on just a little too much so what i want to hear is a bunch of original artists performing the parodies of their songs as Weird Al did them. That will not work. Why not? Because he has a voice. Yeah. His voice is his voice. Yeah. That's part of the thing that I noticed is it's his voice, that annoying little voice. Oh, 
and he knows how to make it even more annoying in the song to just ah, I, but I mean come on so on the positive I do say that who he made this for they love it like I get it I understand the music it's fun not my fun but it's fun for somebody because my kid came around the corner by here you go well just take that in there with you given that you acknowledge that he's a talented and competent musician and a witty lyricist he has his funny moments but that this music is not necessarily for you very correct what do you think you can rate this Taking all that into consideration, the fact that he has such a large discography is going to get a five because it's a big old smack dab in the middle, a big old nope. It's not going in the rotation. It's a I don't care about this. I give it to the people that love it and leave me out of it. (laughs) Given that I am a close personal friend of Al (laughs) and I will pay money for just about anything he does. And I have lost count of the number of times I have seen him in concert. This specific compilation rates a six, which is which you might think, Peter, that sounds really low. It it's does. because I hear all of these, all of this music in the context of the original albums. And this just sounds out of place to me. Okay. I love all, right. all of it with some minor exceptions, but you know, I love all the music otherwise. It just it's just not in the right spot. So Got I'm just it. gonna give it a six because it's like, well, I don't really it's not like I, I wish this album didn't exist. I recognize I love the music. I don't love the package. And the only reason I bought this in the first place was really just for headline news. All right, bonus question. Oh, no. Have you seen the motion picture UHF? Probably not. Watch it with your kid. I don't know if I should be nervous or excited. Like, why would I watch it with Okay, let me me put it this way. It's a dumb movie. It's a vehicle for Weird Al doing funny things on screen. Isn't that all comedy? Not necessarily. There, there is comedy where there is a plot and the comedy serves the plot. Here, the plot just serves the comedy. Uh, and it's a dumb movie and it's so much fun. I will consider. If he will ever decide to watch a movie with me again, because right now he will not, we will watch that movie together. So are we ready to find out what's coming next time? Absolutely. Hey, Google, give me a number between 1 and 2,103. Here's a random number, 1,449. 1,449. The self-titled album by Rodrigo y Gabriela. Who is that? And that's our show for this week. Please rate and review us on whatever platform you're listening through, and feel free to leave a voice message on our page at anchor.fm. There's a link to it in the show description. Thank you to Dre for joining me, and thank you for joining us. Until next time, be good to your music. It's been good to you.